structures are not serving us well. We need to creatively destroy the ships that brought us here and move into the land of the future with better tools. Tools that keep us safer and healthier, that create more wealth for more people, that foster more intimate and rewarding relationships. We need to leave behind what is not working. We need a modern revolution. We invite here, they are thinking differently, and we'll tell you where you can learn all about them later, after you have listened to them closely. For now, we don't want to impress you with what they have done, we want to impress you with what they have to say. The Modern Revolution will be podcasted. All right. Well, welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the latest episode of The Modern Revolution. And as you've heard us in the past, we are not interested in uh, beginning with how expert our guests are. We like to invite you just to listen to them and let their ideas be the expertise rather than their credentials. And if you find that you want to dive more deeply into them, uh, then we'll find we'll give you ways that you could find them uh, in the future. So today we have Yelly Rivas. Uh, Staley, and so forgive me for tripping over that uh, last name a little bit, but welcome very much. We're so glad that you're here. We're grateful that you're willing to spend time with us. Thank you so much for the invitation. It's always an honor to share what I do with others. <laughs> so, uh, although we don't spend time uh, building the credentials up in the audience's mind, I got a chance to talk to Yelly before we began, and, and she has a fascinating um, history of doing many different things, many interesting things. Um, so we'll alert you to where to learn more about her, and instead we're going to start on the good work she's doing right now. And so Yelly, what we'd like to begin with is to have you distill down um, into an easy to understand and sort of um, brief statement when you think of the problem that you're working on solving in the world, how would you describe it? What problem are you trying to solve? I'm trying to solve the problem that we are constantly pushing ourselves to exhaustion. And uh, I want to empower and teach people how to take care of themselves to avoid to get to the exhaustion phase. And exhaustion phase could be chronic uh, functional anxiety, stress, burnout, uh, lack of motivation, even depression. Um, when we learn to become aware of our needs and how to take care of those needs in day to day. So I teach humans the important, the mindful daily cycle practices for the ultimate well-being. Uh, one way to simplify this is human beings are complex and we have multiple layers and multi dimensions that affect our well-being and we have our physical body we have our emotions we have the mind we have the spirit we have the energy and so on so when we relearn to live our life with mindfulness uh, we become aware in tune with what our body needs and our surroundings and everything else so learning how to take care of ourselves, in my opinion, is the most overlooked and important skill that any human can have in today's day. 
when you see uh, mindful daily sector practices is kind of complex and unique in the sense that they can be customized on the person itself. And um, it's not just simply taking care of yourself like, oh, I'm just going to have a glass of wine or I'm just going to chill out and watch TV. It's, this, is, this is a little bit more complex. And that's what I say is complex and unique to each individual because they learn how to auto-regulate the nerve system. They also learn how to give our senses a moment to pause because they are constantly overstimulated in today's day. And they ultimately is to understand the, the roller coasters of emotions that in today's day, we all humans go through in one day. Sure. So we embrace these daily sector practices just to recalibrate, just to auto-regulate and, and just give this human vessel an opportunity to feel balanced. It reminds me a little bit of, uh, I don't know if it was a proverb or, a, you know, just the story that um, I heard long ago and it was, uh, the teacher gave a student a picture of the world and he tore the picture up and he said, you know, put the picture back together. And the student was like trying to figure out how all these pieces, you know, fit together. And he came back to the teacher that can't figure this out, you know, and he said, well, let's flip everything over. Let's flip the picture over. And on the back was the, you know, picture of a person. And then we put the picture, all the pieces of the person together flipped it back over and the world was together. So it sounds to mm -hmm. me that you're trying to improve the world, fix the world, help the world uh, be a better place by having people focus in a positive way, in a non-selfish way um, about uh, themselves. I don't know that there's a better time in history <laughs> to be doing that work and, and perhaps the most dire time uh, that we all need to be listening. This is complex work. This is uh, this is deep work between you and the people that um, that you serve, and it's probably it taxes you on, on on levels that may feed you, but it also is a you know takes a lot of energy. So the choice to do that is the choice to give of yourself. I'm curious, did this happen to you? Did the decision to move in this direction happen over time? Or was there epiphany where all of a sudden you're like, this is what I want to do? I think I think I love the word epiphany because it's almost like you stumble over and over and over on the same, let's call it challenge. And then one day you're like, oh my God, what am I doing, right? And so yes, for me, it was an epiphany. I come from a background of being a law student. I graduated from law school. I have from... Um, my own businesses. Um, currently, I'm running my business online. So I'm a very go, go, go type A kind of personality. And I am also a perfectionist, which I call it is a condition. And I have learned with time that there obviously perfection doesn't exist. And you know, you, you, you have heard all about perfectionism. So for my epiphany was when I sold my yoga studio in California and I relocated to, to Florida. I fell sick for an entire week on my bed, completely weak, completely shivered, completely like destroyed. And I was like, why every time I found a slow time, I fall into this cycle of completely depletion. Sure. What's up with that? Why do I need to wait until I feel absolutely worth it and completely sick to start taking care of myself? That's when the epiphany was like, what if I do 
small things during the day, every single day as a sort of maintenance, checking in with myself, what do I need? And get rid of the guilt of taking space for taking care of myself because we have this mindset of, ooh, I'm too busy. I have more important things to do. I better don't do this for myself. I'm gonna continue giving and giving and, and doing. And I think that's the biggest mistake and misconception we all fall into. So my epiphany was like, I'm gonna empower people to not feel guilty and to really understand the importance of taking care of themselves first so they can continue becoming and giving and being creative and being the best of whatever role they have on that moment. So, yeah. 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 So, I mean, on the three minute uplift, we have that expression, you take a step back to go forward. And if you are always in the constant forward motion, um, there you're out of balance and uh, your body will often tell you, okay, that's enough. You know, it's time we're going to we're going to shut you down for a little bit. And then um, if you're not going to do it, we're going to do it. You know, there's the wisdom yes. of the body, right? And uh, if your brain won't uh, cooperate with the, your, your body, your body will uh, tell <laughs> the system was yeah. to break. So That's how smart it is. <laughs> it is. There's a lot of wisdom embedded in that, uh, this vessel. So what we talked, uh, we touched on this a little bit just in our personal conversation, but you know, what are the status quo forces? I mean, what are the things that are kind of embedded into our society, our daily lives that have crept in there that, um, that support uh, and encourage and create a continuation of this behavior in other people? I think the one word that will answer that is the word ego. And ego, I don't want to demonize ego. It's ego is a good thing to have, but when we allow ego to be the center of our values on our actions, that's when we are out of balance, right? Uh, I think the whole planet is ego dominating the human values. So we are heavily identifying ourselves and our worth with material and external things. Right. What we do, right, the status, uh, what we have is the positions and with who we are with is the, is the, you know, the relationship. So eventually some are going to start to realize that they're falling into the trap that is, it's just an endless sensation of emptiness and unhappiness and dissatisfaction. So we need to kind of unpack and unveil the ego and that's what my whole world will be in one world will be self-study. Yeah. Who you really are. You know, when people lose their job, they go into, oh my God, a self-crisis identity. I am my job. No, you're not your job. Um, I lost my relationship. I'm going through divorce and separation. Who am I? So we go through this identification of external things and I'm empowering people to self-study who you really are without all this noise that we have all grown up watching TV, radio, material possessions, power, whatever you want to call it, who you really are. And that's where the beautiful journey of the self begins. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it, you, the whole uh, economic system of the world is based on, you know, based buying something and you, know, you don't have a job if you're not producing something or serving something. And we need jobs. I mean, in the most practical way, right? We we have the re we have responsibilities that we are unavoidable. Can't take care of ourselves if we're not participating in that world. But if you don't have that center that says, although I'm participating, I'm it's things that I'm doing, but my being is safe from the vicissitudes of 
things going well, things not going well. So it's you give people a safety, it would seem like, because if that external thing changes, it doesn't mean that the value in, you know, inside. And anytime you talk about somebody's ego or somebody's sort of per perception of themselves in the world, there's a lot of assumptions. So I'm curious, like, what's the primary assumption that you challenge your, the people you serve, what's the primary assumption you're challenging uh, in them? Well, um, going back to the world uh, with the world of self-care, um, I think my biggest uh, challenge um, is explaining people what is self-care and right. why it's important for ultimate well-being. Sure. Um, it's, I think it's just, it's, you know, it's for everybody. It's not just for women. It's, it's for kids, it's for seniors, it's for men, it's for everybody. So that's, that's my biggest challenge is redefining that every single human being in the world eventually in order to avoid suffering, right, right. whether it is physically, emotionally, mentally, they need to go into self-care practices. Well, it's funny. I mean, we have a lot of uh, sayings and cliches that speak to that. And, um, and I think of Abraham Lincoln when he said, you know, if I had to go cut a log, um, I would spend the first three hours sharpening my ax, and then I'd go cut the log. And, um, and self-care in my mind is the sharpening of the ax. So that way you're, uh, you move through the world in a more elegant and easier manner. And if you're just always in a state of exhaustion, then all of your responsibilities just feel so much heavier um, than they would if you, if you were stronger. And so, I mean, most people don't just flip into, okay, now I'm gonna be very introspective. And you know, mm -hmm. they probably go on a journey with you uh, and as they look, as we talk about where to find you, you know, perhaps they'll want to engage with you directly or within your classes, but maybe you could describe a small change, uh, something that somebody listening today could say, okay, I can do that. Like uh, this, is, what's a small thing they can do that would help them uh, align with your, uh, with your vision? That's the beautiful thing. Uh, Self-care mostly is all free. <laughs> so that's, that's another wonderful thing that I like. I would say, let's start from the beginning. They, I need, in order to start something, we need to have an intention because the intention is what's going to keep you motivated to continue doing. So you have to be honest with yourself and ask yourself, why, do, why am I interested in what she's saying? Right. Why do I want to learn more about how I can self-study and how I can take care of myself, right? And then I need to be open-minded because sometimes we have expectations or we think to impose our views. This is something new, right? We're learning to rediscover our connection with ourselves. Once you have go through that, you know, steps, of, okay, I have an intentions and I'm going to be open-minded, you can start by, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start listing. I have lots for you. Um, you're gonna learn uh, how to breathe fully and deeply so you can help auto-regulate your um, nerve system. Uh, move your body, right? Physically movement helps the body. So it could be yoga, it could be biking, it could be running. Uh, spend more time with nature. And if you can even take care of, take off your, take off your shoes. Yeah. Right. Uh, Walking nature barefoot. Um, Calm your mind through mindfulness, observation, you know, become more the present moment. Yeah. Um, practice to pause before the judgment. That is a big one. 
sure. um, create time and space for uh, doing more of the things that brings you really inner happiness right. or a sense of peace. Uh, simplify your life options and try to embrace a little bit more of minimalism, right? That declutters the mind. Uh, learn to observe your thoughts without judgment. Why am I thinking this? Is this true? Where is this coming from, right? This is where meditation helps. Eating healthy. Watch your portions. Try to eat more natural whole foods and minimize as much as you can processed food. Um, hydrate. Drink lots of water during the day. Um, minimize as much as you can the use of addictive uh, substance or activities that are not allowing you to move into a more conscious path into really rediscovering who you are. Learn to relax and just be okay with who you are and what you're doing. We think that we need to be busy or always doing something. Um, be okay with developing a relationship with yourself. Get to know yourself. What do I like? What do I want? Don't be afraid of what you might find. Sure. Um, honor sleep time. Sleep is such an important thing. Um, observe and journal your emotions. Many of us are taught to avoid talking about heavy emotions. If you journal them, you don't have to talk to anybody. Just journal is a good way to train and recognize emotions. When we push down emotions, they get stronger. And it's just, you know, don't go in avoiding emotions. Just journal them. Practice <laughs> gratitude. Gratitude and kindness, self-compassion, uh, positive affirmations. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. But yeah, as you can that, see, it's all doable. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that, that, that certainly is a, that's not just one thing that you, you laid out a, a feast of things that people can try and you know, I like what you started with. I, I mean, because I feel like it's the easiest to even it, don't worry about like controlling your breath, just notice your breath. And it's the first place to start in many places, because so many of us are holding our breath in the day and not not really breathing and just bringing that awareness to it. It's free, short, you know, surprisingly powerful and something you can do in any circumstance. So that I mean, that's a lot you gave us. And I, I appreciate um, those answers. As we move kind of towards the, the end of our conversation, um, I want to ask if you were going to tie an accomplishment um, to somebody, you know, someone thinks of you, if you had an accomplishment that you would want them to remember, what's something you're super proud of that you'd say, you know what, uh, you know, we, I know we talked about the ego earlier, however, it's fair to, to own something that you've done good in the world. What's something that uh, you'd like people to know you've accomplished? What do you, what, what's a moment of pride? You know, the moment of pride for me has been to shift my career from being an attorney to teach yoga and meditation full time. It really, I feel like my biggest accomplishment is empower people with tools so they can reduce anxiety and then they get to know the wonderful person they are and guide them through the path of inner happiness. That's that's something that really fills me up. You are a traveler, Yelly, because I mean, you you have traveled, you know, from one country to another within this country, from one culture within this country to several other cultures. And so your ability to keep your center, regardless of where you are, is uh, impressive. And then the, the, the professional journey of the world of the high pressure, fast paced, egocentric world of the law community. Um, with all due respect to my uh, law friends mm -hmm. out there, um, but it speaks to a, a very high 
you know, high pressure driven environment. So the ability to take a step back and kind of reorient towards your truer self is a, is a great um, and, and difficult, uh, you know, path to trot. To trod. So uh, the last question I'll ask you is, where would you like people to find you? So what is, give us an easy thing to remember that if they want to go uh, look for you, where will they look? Where should they look for you? I have a wonderful, say my, my ego, <laughs> I have a wonderful website. It's Yoga Yelly. So that's uh, Y-E-L-Y. And all my social medias are under the same name, Yoga Yelly. And I have an upcoming uh, yoga and wellness retreat called Back to Self Through Mindfulness. So if you're interested, go to my website and you can find all the details there. I would love to connect with you. Well, that's yogayelly.com, I assume, .com, right? Yes. So yes. that's wonderful. And I, I would like all of you to go and um, learn more about Yelly. She's fascinating. If you're just listening, um, I, the video is available at our uh, blog at the Three Minute Uplift, and you can see um, her in her lovely self. And if you're just listening on the podcast, uh, I'm sure you've enjoyed it. I would encourage you to, um, to look her up. We will have some show notes at that blog post, and so you can uh, link there as well. Before I take us out, Yelly, I want to say thank you for spending time and being generous with uh, your insights. Um, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me and giving me the platform to continue spreading the word to whoever needs to come back to the best self. Thank you. So today's modern modern revolutionary, excuse my tongue-tied early morning mouth, um, well, she's moving us forward. And like others we've talked to, she's clear-eyed about our situation, and she's brave enough to bring her thoughts and her words into the arena. And I hope that she inspires you to bring your thoughts, ideas, and words into the world. Don't keep them locked away. Uh, The modern revolution needs us all.